episode 132. We're a day late. We took a week off. You know, it's the holiday season. <laughs> what can you do? We're, we are just out of sync here. A day yeah. late. We took a week off. I mean, come on, man. It sounds like a union job or something. Yeah, we're slacking. We're slacking big Uh-oh. time. Well, the good thing is I know that they've cut our pay. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're holding back our pay. Nothing from yep. nothing. Well, nothing, we're hour, hourly workers, that's for sure. There you go. Uh, anyway, well, it's good to be with you, Brooksy. I know that uh, we're not even face to face right now. As you know, I'm up in the mountains of North Carolina. Beautiful, Woke up this beautiful morning place. And it was in the 20s. Oh, it's so <laughs> gorgeous. Uh, I'm up in Brevard. I'm by myself. Uh, the elders and I just kind of talked about me getting away and spending some time seeking God's face for King's Chapel for 2023 and beyond. And uh, I got up here uh, yesterday and uh, man, it's, it's just been fantastic. This so, so great, really uh, just seeking the Lord's face, uh, just trying to hear from him and, you know, make sure I understand my marching orders come from him. I mean, Christ uh, kingdom, uh, or, sorry, King's Chapel is a part of uh, his church, not mine. So yeah, good stuff. When I, Brooksy. When, I, when I was up there last week, we had a day like 75, it was in the sixties. And then I leave, it goes into the twenties. Goes in the twenties. The high today was probably uh, mid fifties, but uh, not a cloud in the sky. It's just absolutely beautiful. It is. It is absolutely beautiful. Perfect weather for for uh, fires, which I just love. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So we wrapped up uh, your sermon series on David. It was a long one, as a marathon. <laughs> what do you mean it was a marathon? The sermon you... series, the sermon series, not this sermon. Well, golly, Brooks, it makes it sound like it was the uh, sermon series that would never end, you know, but uh, yes. <laughs> I didn't it mean was like ten- that. Well, I know you didn't, but anyway, but hey, it was 10 weeks and uh, there's so many dimensions to David. I mean, there's so much to look at, the highs and the lows and everywhere in between, but we wrapped it up with him being the worshiping king or, you know, David, this incredible worshiper of God and really David being a worshiping king. I love that's where we landed because we could have started there. We could have continued there, ended there, because worship was at the center of everything that David did. And it was at the center of who David was. And, you know, I I love that fact. I mean, half the Psalms were either written by David, 73 out of 150, or written about David. And so, uh, you know, so much of David's worshiping heart is revealed to us in scripture and it really helps shape our worshiping heart. So, you know, what an, what an incredible place to land of seeing him as a worshiper first and foremost. And again, although the selection I chose was we looked at where second Samuel uh, 22 really gave us this incredible poem and song of his worship. And it's repeated Brooks in Psalm 18, almost verbatim, except for Psalm 18 ads, which I just love. Uh, it starts off with, I love you, O Lord, my strength. Um, but, you know, the, the Psalm is incredibly personal. And the first thing we saw was that David found his identity in the Lord, his God. And it wasn't just some, you know, religious exercise. It wasn't a distant God who was remote. Uh, it wasn't some theory. I mean, this is a God he knew and loved. I mean, this is a guy, who, a God who shaped his life. And as we saw, gave him his security, gave him his ability. He knew that, hey, I might uh, kill Goliath, but it's really by the grace of God and how he's empowered me. And as that Psalm says, you know, with, with the help of the Lord, I could run against the troop or scale a wall. 
And he realized that any victory he had was by God's grace and by God's hand. So, wow, that all led him to worship. But really what I meant to say, or maybe better said, Brooks, of what I'd like to go back and, and, and emphasize of what was mentioned was that the psalm begins and ends with David's calling the Lord his rock. And, you know, it makes me chuckle to think, you know, that's not a word that we use a lot. You know, hey, man, you're my rock. You know, you know, uh, um, I, I think of uh, in my day, Brooks, we used to watch Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, the Brown, great pumpkin. And they were out trick or treating and everybody got something great. And Charlie Brown said what he got. He got a rock, you know, and it was just like, oh, man, you know, you don't want to get a rock. But uh, David knew that. The psalm began and ended with this with this rock because that was his identity. I mean, the Lord was his rock. But what I just absolutely love about Scripture is that when we get to the New Testament and Paul's writing to the church in Corinth, he's reminding them that that rock that Moses struck in the desert, that that living water flowed from, that rock was Christ. And so just think about that, Brooks. I mean, here here God's people are wandering in the wilderness so needing sustenance, so so dying of thirst, literally, that they come to a rock that is struck, that Paul's going to say, hey, by the way, that rock that's providing for you, um, that rock uh, that struck, uh, that gives you that living water, it is Christ. And what a foreshadowing, because we see that as Christ is struck on the cross, I mean, the blood and the water that flowed from him is gives us life. I mean, here we are in the desert, drinking from that rock of Christ as well. And so uh, I, I love it because, again, Scripture uh, has one hero, and here is David's rock that he loves, that he stands upon, that he cherishes. And that rock, that Lord, is David's son and David's Messiah, Jesus. So good stuff. And the Psalms are great, too. And if you're someone that doesn't really know where to dive in and start reading the Bible, that's a phenomenal book to do that. I mean, you see all sorts of human emotion and praise and agony and pain. And, and it's a it's a great book to start out out at for that's that's for sure. Amen. You know, I remember I used to watch the Wide Wilder Sports and it would say from the thrill of victory to the agony of defeat and it kind of spanning the globe for the constant variety of sport or something like that. And you know, uh, the Psalms gives us the constant variety of life. And mm-hmm. as Calvin said, it's just the uh, full range of emotions. And again, it goes back to David because he experienced it. I mean, he he knew the pain of loss. Uh, he lost at least four sons. Uh, he was betrayed by a son. He knew the pain of being uh, uh, a hard heart because of sin and what happened with Bathsheba and Uriah the Hittite. And he knew the joy of forgiveness and he knew the joy of beauty and he knew the joy and, uh, of, of uh, victory. So it is a great place to start. And it really, it's a great place to be reminded of King David, but pointing to Christ our King. In my Bible reading this year, I may have fallen behind like a week, week and a half, and it was right as the Psalms were coming up, and it was a very mm. easy way to catch back up. That's for sure. That's a incredible book and easy to read, and it, the the pages turn themselves. They really do, and you know, it's something I've tried to include uh, every day in my daily devotions. Even when I'm not reading through the Psalms, I try to also be praying through the Psalms every day, and uh, uh, it's just like I, I've gotten a, a separate book of the Bible. It's just the Psalms. And 
I just, I, I just keep that with me and I just kind of keep going through it because, uh, again, not only does it teach so much, it just seems to connect to our soul so well. Mm-hmm. And lots of, lots of praise in that book, what we're called to do and <laughs> makes it, makes it a whole lot easier when you're reading it and to, to praise God. Well, you know what I love is that's what we're created to do. And God is so worthy. He's worthy of being praised for who he is and for what he's done. So, you know, that's something that the church will never stop doing is singing God's praises. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a couple of weeks till we move into Advent season. Uh, and we can go ahead and look towards that of what you hope to say is that uh, the wonderful month of December is almost upon us. Crazy, isn't it? It's almost here. But the uh, the entire Advent season, we're kind of going to, call it the wonder of wonders that's the name of my sermon series and the wonder of wonders there's so many ways you could go with that brooks but the direction i'm going with with this wonder of wonders is to look into matthew 1 and in matthew 1 it gives us what on the surface might be kind of boring it's a genealogy you know so it starts with a guy with like a family tree but the genealogy is important because in matthew 1 1 it's going to link jesus to Abraham, this incredible man of faith, and to David, the king. But in the genealogy that's going to be, they link Jesus to both of those, four women are mentioned. And this is, in and of itself, you want to hit pause and say, wow, typically in the ancient Near East or in in the, uh, in in that era, era, um, the women weren't mentioned in genealogy. But these women, it was, it was God's good pleasure to push to the surface four. And you know, wonder, okay, what about these four that they get their names listed in Holy Scripture, right? Uh, and why not the, the countless hundreds of other ones that didn't? And what's even more of a wonder of wonders of who these four are. I mean, uh, you know, there there's a Canaanite, there's a Moabite, there's one in the line because of incest. There's, you know, you, you think... This is not less necessarily of the who's who of uh, the people you want to have in there. This is more of the broken or those who um, by birth order or by nationality are on the outside. You know, this is one who made her living as a prostitute. And for her whole life or throughout scripture, she's known as Rahab the prostitute. I mean, how about to be known as that, Brooks? You know, I mean, I mean, golly. Um but she's in the Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews 11, and she's in Jesus' genealogy and the wonder of wonders of that. And one of the things I really hope to say is, hey, if they get in, there's places for us, bro. You and I can fit, you know, and uh, knuckleheads are welcome. Sinners are included in God's grace and mercy. So um, we're going to each week unpack one of the stories and it's scandalously good. I mean, if I could say it that way. And, uh, um, you know, it's a different way of looking at the uh, Christmas story, but it's kind of looking at not the Christmas tree, but Jesus's family tree. Mm-hmm. And it lights up in beautiful ways. Definitely a theme in the Bible of the characters. They're just very broken and sinners just like us and knuckleheads just like us. And how he uses their stories is incredible. There was only one character who wasn't a knucklehead like us. I mean, he was like us. He was tempted like us, but uh, by God's grace or by his goodness and holiness. I mean, I guess, you know, Jesus earned it. And so, uh, yeah, but he loves knuckleheads. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hey, by the way, uh, when we get back, 
A- amen. And you know, when, when, uh, I think we're going to take Casey corner, uh, next week of Thanksgiving, um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody blessings to you, uh, off. But when we come back, uh, that following week, I think it's the 30th. Um, but anyway, we have Nina, uh, the head of the CEO of the sharing center. I know we had gay, but I, I can't wait for that as well. That's going to yep. be great. Yep, absolutely. That Wednesday back, I believe it is November 30th. We'll, we'll have her on. Yeah, I can't wait, which will be fantastic. Well, Brooks, I'm a little bit nervous because I know that I'm up here in the mountains and I'm not sure how good my my uh, uh, internet has been through this. So I hope that the people listening to Casey Corner, blessings to you. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope that it's been okay. I hope it's not too good. Uh, you sounded great. You sounded great. You just cut me off one time. Okay. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Don't ever want to cut you off, brother. <laughs> no problem. Any, any Casey updates, any more updates before we head out? Well, I know that we have a big Saturday and I know that a good amount of our, our KC uh, Kings Chapel family members are going to go on the 19th this Saturday to the sharing center uh, to help serve. And I'm so excited about that. I'm sad I can't be there. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. And I know that Advent starts on the 27th and there's a lot of things with that. We're going to have a devotional available for folks that we really hope that they that they read through to prepare their hearts, this wonder of wonders. We're going to do our memorial point set is again an opportunity to remember um, loved ones who have passed into glory. Uh, we're going to do uh, our angel tree. Uh, we're off to a great start. We got a huge number uh, of, of kids that we're trying to bless. I think there's 60 children. We're going to try to fill 200 uh, stockings. And so we're going to do that on December 4th. We got a first Friday fellowship coming up on December 2nd. At, at, at the Jake's home where we're going to do a white elephant. Um, we're going to do um, a, a luncheon on the 11th uh, as our, our last KC family luncheon of the year. So, you know, it is the, sometimes they would say the busiest time of the year. We don't want to just busy up everybody's schedule, but we want to celebrate the wonder of wonders of a savior who came to rescue us. Mm-hmm. And I love summer. I love the fall, but December is by far my favorite month. There's nothing better than Christmas season. That's for sure. Well, you know, and I think it's the the the, the warm up to Christmas season is right there at Thanksgiving too. So what oh, yeah. a, what a great way to start! And the Bills are playing on Christmas or on uh, Thanksgiving this year against That's the right. Lions. And as you know, the snowstorm in Buffalo has moved this weekend's game to Detroit, so they'll have two games in a row at Detroit. But anyway, yeah. the Western New York folks are getting what is it three to six feet of snow, something like that. Yeah. That's what they say, you know, and it, it does happen there, Brooks, but it's kind of like hurricanes for us, you know. It'll just be a dusting. Well, or, you know, there's a lot of threats of three to six feet that you get it sometimes, but a lot of times you don't. So, mm-hmm. but they, I, I saw they already had nine inches up there. So and it's, it's, it's early November, but yeah. anyway, it could be, <laughs> could be a long winter. Uh, that could be crazy. a long winter for sure. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, blessings, brother. Thank you so much for doing this and, uh, um, you know, anxious for doing it again in person. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Let's uh, let's we have so much to be thankful for. And then uh, let's prepare our hearts to celebrate Christ this Christmas. See you guys Sunday. All right. Blessings. Brother.